This is episode 18 of the Gamer Sushi Show. This week, Anthony laments the death of his PlayStation 3. Treyarch thinks gamers hate innovation, and we play fill in the blank. Hi, welcome to the Gamer Sushi Podcast. I'm Eddie. I'm Anthony. I'm Mitch, and I'm Nick. And uh, in keeping with the theme of the the progressive age of the podcasting, we're now at episode eighteen. So our podcast is all grown up. Apparently, podcast can uh, <laughs> yeah can buy porn now. Yeah, it's true. And since we're legal, Jeff has lost interest, and he is not on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what are you saying about Jeff? Dang, that was a burn. Yeah, Jeff's not here this week. Um, but yeah, that dang, that was a burn. I did, like, <laughs> I did like Scuba's comment on the last cast that he said that uh, 18 unlocks all the remaining power-ups in the UK. Yeah, I like that too. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> because yeah. they can they can drink and yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're not quite there yet, but yeah, so this is... You can buy a gun, right, at 18? Yeah, our podcast can yeah. shoot people. In some states, you don't even need a background check. <laughs> yeah. Cool, and uh, yeah. Shoot people while you look at porn and then smoke cigarettes. Yeah. You're just good to go. The American dream. Mm-hmm. That's adulthood. That that describes my adulthood. We can't <laughs> always Charlie Sheen, but we can try. Damn it. <laughs> nice. Well, pretty much just jumping straight into podcast stuff. The one of the first things we want to talk about. Anthony experienced some heartbreak in the last <laughs> in the last week or so. Um, Anthony's PS3 broke, and this is the third time in three years. Yep. Third time, three years. I got. I'm gonna give you a little, a little tale of woe. All right. So I got my my PS3 in February 2008 for my birthday. Um, by January 2009, the Bluetooth antenna had like was like overheating and it was dropping. So I had to send it to Sony. Uh, got it back in February of 2009. So it was just you know a couple weeks. And then so January of 2010, uh, I come home from work, turn on my system. No one had touched it since the night before, and all of a sudden it just doesn't want to read discs anymore. So thankfully I managed to extract Uncharted 2 from it and send it, get it fixed. And now here we are, January 2011, and I got the yellow light of death. Uh, I was watching The Wire, which is not the show you want to have the system turn off in the middle of. (laughs) And um, then it turned off in the middle of it, and then I got the yellow light of death, and I'm like, huh, I've seen this in stories. So... Uh, I called Sony, and uh, now because it's really out of warranty, i got to pay $99 for them to fix it. And I sent them a nicely worded email where I expect it to break again next January. I've, it hasn't lasted a full year. I got it That's in February. Crazy. It always breaks every January. And um, I'm praying that they send me their same one back because then I get to keep my game saves. If they send me a refurbished one, you know, the hard drive is kind of married to the system, so it reformats it if you put it into a new one. So then I'll lose all my game saves and all the games I downloaded and everything like that. I can re-download them and everything, but I mean, yeah. the thought of doing all those trophies again on Gran Turismo Five and the license tests and everything is like, oh, it's that not sucks. appealing. Shouldn't and, yeah. shouldn't there be some sort of like lemon clause where if your system <laughs> breaks three times in a row, like you just that's, get a new system and you don't get charged for it? That's kind of what I was getting at with the email because I sent I, I you know I sent you guys the email that I sent them and I you know documented. I'm like, here are the three total service requests i've had in the last three years here's the numbers you guys gave me to show you i'm not making this up so when it happens again next january i expect something out of it not to like poke a little 
like little fanboy. Veronica Belmont in a thong or something. <laughs> door with a PS3. Well, not to like poke a little fanboy war, but I think that Microsoft actually does do that with the 360. But I think that was only because they had to, because so many of them sucked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's only it's only with the red ring, though. Yeah, with um, the red ring, yeah. when you get sent a new one, it starts a new three-year warranty. Yes, because my my friend Miles, uh, his Xbox just broke. Uh, if it was the red, if it was red ring, it would still be covered because it's less than three years old. But it was the optical drive, wow. so he just had to buy a new system. So he bought one of the slim ones. But you know, see, Anthony, yeah. I think that if the 360 you bought for me, I think if it breaks, like after summer of this year, it won't last. Oh, okay. That the warranty's the, done. Because the disc tray is kind of doing some funky st- stuff lately that I'm not, <laughs> I'm not too happy about either. Like, I'll hit it, and I've got to hit it three times to get it to open, and then sometimes it'll say, like, I'll, I'll hit it, and then it'll say, like, it's opening on the on the actual screen, but it's not. <laughs> I think it did so, that with me sometimes, too, though. So Okay, so it, is, it hasn't given me any problems other than, like, huh, I'm going to keep an eye on that. See, I... I, I Sorry, keep I going. Even asked so- oh, no, I just I even asked Sony. I'm like, once you send it back to me, can I buy a warranty? I'll buy a warranty. Like, <laughs> no, you get uh, like a, I think a 90-day warranty once we send it back to you. And I'm like, if you send it back to me and you stand by your product and the, the, the craft, your little gremlins or whatever you got working on this stuff. Um, House elves. I, I, I was using gremlins because I read it in a story earlier today, Eddie. Um <laughs> That uh, you know, you, I should be able to buy a warranty. I feel like that's not asking too much. And they're like, I'm sorry, it's only if you get a new system. So if I do get a refurbished one and I lose all my game saves, I'm taking that shit to GameStop. I'm trading it in and I'm buying a slim. So yeah, because there's no point in keeping a broken system, you know, or well, refurbished the, the, one when I can go buy a new one. The unfortunate thing is, Anthony, the PlayStation d- does everything, and breaking is part of everything. So yes, I'm I'm working on a killer tweet to Kevin Butler as we speak right now. I look <laughs> staring at the page right now. I just clicked mention, and I'm just going to sit there and let it percolate for a bit. See, I I I don't want to get too into this because I think I talked about it on one of the first casts about my my 360 breaking, um, tw- to twice. I think I'm on my fourth 360 technically, but one of those is because I traded one in and got. You know, I sold Anthony mine and then got another one. But two of the times it broke because um, it was one of the early Gen 1s or whatever. But I think yeah. until until those 360s, I've never had a single console break on me, ever. Yeah. My no, that, still works. Dude, that can't be true. Remember the NES, dude? Those things broke all the time. No, but not to the point well, where I had NES to buy a new broke. one. Yeah, I never had to buy a new one. Mm. You know, like I, and I, and I've owned a bunch of consoles... And even like my, I had the, I think I talked about this before too. I had the launch day PS2 that still works, which is crazy to me. My PS2 still works. I'm pretty sure my PS1 still works. I actually turned on my Genesis and the video doesn't work, but I think that's just because of the RF adapter because I have plugged in headphones and I heard the Sega. So it (laughs) does actually still boot. So my Genesis and my SNES still boot, as does my uh, Game Boy that I got in like '88, maybe. That's now, crazy. still boots. Now, do you think it's just a case of like, oh, they just don't make them like they used to, or do you think it's more of they're like simple? They were simpler. They were simpler. They were simpler. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's really what it is. Because now that's with the PS3, it's like a PC. Yeah, I don't know how reliable those can be. <laughs> so you know that that's really what it is. Because I mean, my Game Boy, my brother it was actually my older brother's. He bought it before he went to the first Gulf War. It went with him to Saudi Arabia, came back. He gave it to me. It still works. Okay. And yet my PS3 can't even survive sitting there in my room. 
Like you could probably take a Super Nintendo, throw it out of your window, and drag it behind a car, and be fine. But like, yeah. whenever my 360, so whenever my 360 gets loud, I get nervous. <laughs> but like my old console, I could just do whatever to it, and it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah, me too, dude. Yeah. I bought one of those new like 360 Slims, and like remember when I first got it, I had like that big Twitter thing where I talked to Xbox support, and I was like, "Oh, the top gets really hot. Should I be concerned?" <laughs> and it's like it's like a brand new console, and it doesn't even have a red light to go. It doesn't even have a light to go red on, and I'm still just like, "Uh, I don't know, you guys. I'm nervous." It's like you have to handle with kid gloves. Yeah. See, here's the thing. I don't feel that way about Nintendo systems still. Like no. the Wii, I never felt like. No, maybe it's because it was, I don't know. But I never felt that way about the Wii. Because you didn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe it's because you have to play it a lot for it to break. <laughs> no, you could probably go oh. out there and like kick your Wii across the room and it would still work. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, probably like would. The PS3 is so heavy that I could kill a man with it easily. <laughs> and yet, I'm like, it literally, like, I hear it like, you know how, like, your house settles sometimes? I hear my PS3 do that when I'm, like, getting ready to go to sleep. And I'm like, what's going on in there? Why is it settling? They're like, They're like good night, everyone. And your PS3's like, good night, Anthony. Yeah, like, it's like, now I know why it broke. It's like, because obviously, like, the stairs inside of it collapsed or something. <laughs> Uh, I think did I tell my my story? I mean, it's not a very long story. It's just that my my 360 broke uh, three and a half years after I bought it. Oh, so it was it it red ringed three and a half years because you remember I remember that yours had already red ringed twice, twice. <laughs> and and I and I thought I was past it. I was like, I got the only one that's not. <laughs> and the minute you thought that. And then God no, and then it you. no, and then it ran for like another year, and then randomly it red ringed, and I did the towel trick, and it worked. The towel trick works, dude. For like, only for a little bit. Uh, it only works for like a day, sometimes. and then it red rings again, and then and then eventually you have to do whatever. And this is when the elites just came out, or they just dropped in price. Yeah. So I bought an elite, and um, it's still running. There's actually people playing it right now behind me. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but no. There's yeah, some Rock yeah. Band 3 happening behind me, and there's vocals. There's a full band going on. You so, sound uh, like a reporter live on the scene. I'm <laughs> five feet from where the blast went off. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The fruit of peace has become the jam of wool. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was special. I'm not going to take credit for that. I actually heard that on the audio commentary to Saul. So <laughs> wow, yeah. But I just I always thought that was funny. I like to throw that out when I can. Why were you listening to the audio commentary of Saul? Because it's better than watching the fucking movie. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh. uh, dang. Well, yeah. It's yeah. It's just funny, like thinking about all the different consoles and stuff. Because yeah, I've never, I'd never had any break my whole life until yeah. this gen. So. I mean, the Genesis, Super Nintendo, Nintendo, GameCube, and PlayStation. My PlayStation still works. I'm surprised yeah. that your PS3 broke because you don't really hear about PS3s breaking very yeah. often. Believe me, I was shocked too. <laughs> because the Sony Defense Force comes around and like kidnaps people the minute they start like twittering about it. <laughs> okay, yeah, I have a question. I have a question. It's not true. If if and this is all speculative. I mean, we can't know for sure. If the 360 didn't have a ring of red, do you think it would have been as big a deal when they broke? At the rate they did, probably you, so, but it probably yeah, wouldn't have been as catchy. Yeah, yeah, it probably wouldn't have had like a nice little catchphrase to go with it. Because it right, still it was like a really systemic failure. Yeah, but it, was, it just it, wouldn't have been like a meme. 
Right, like the Red Ring is iconic. Like it yeah. is, it almost represents this generation of video games. <laughs> like as like, shitty as that sounds, I mean, it kind of does. No, it, it's so iconic that like when I see um, like Glados and Portal and with her red light, I get nervous. Because you know, I'm like, oh shit, it's something's gonna die soon. It's the Red Ring. <laughs> well, they put like the Red Ring on like pictures of like the Death Star or like yeah, the middle yeah. of Iron Man's chest, <laughs> and they're just like, yeah. goddamn Microsoft. And it's just like it's become a symbol of like gaming culture now. Yeah. It, it, and the fact that they had to do that big thing where they put the warranties out and everything that thing cost year, them like yeah. three billion dollars. Yeah. Like it, it, it cost the, them a lot. The fact that non-gamers, the fact that my father-in-law knows what the Red Ring of Death is because he just follows financial news. Yeah. That's kind of like you know. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's and, impressive. And not to like defend because it was a the whole thing was crappy. It, but at least good on them for actually like. Because yeah. well, they refunded me for the money I paid for my first Red Ring. Well, that's, oh, that's pretty awesome. Like they sent, like they sent out checks for anyone that had paid for service. They sent out checks and refunded us money. I should email yeah. Microsoft about my Sony problems, and maybe they'll be like, "Hey, come over to our side." You know, yeah, but you should you should email EA about a dog eating Dead Space, so you can get a free one of that too. Yeah, did you hear about that? No. Yeah, it was a uh, some chick. Like her dog actually ate her copy of Dead Space Two. Girls so, don't play the games. This is bullshit. I see right through it. <laughs> so she, she mentioned it on Twitter, and then the art director of Dead Space 2 saw it and then asked her, like, like pretty much direct message her and got her address. What's your number, and stuff. baby? And so then they sent, so like, they sent the whole Dead Space 2 team signed a copy of Dead Space 2 and sent it to her with a drawing of, like, Isaac saying bad dog or something to a dog. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool, actually. That is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah. something I was going to say is that, um, d- yeah, they, they didn't do the three-year warranty thing until, like, what was like, two years after the system yeah. was out? Way past when they should have done it. Right, but it was, like, retroactive. Yeah. Like, yeah. you could then, yeah. you know, get, get stuff back. But also, I, I don't know if we've ever talked about this. I know me and you, Eddie, we talked about this a long time ago. I don't know if we ever talked about it on the cast. But didn't it come out that Microsoft – Knew they knew they were going to fail eventually. Yeah, yeah. But they were like, "Fuck it, we have to launch it now so we can be first. Yeah, yeah. So that's like a like, I, it's kind of a slippery slope, right? Because it's like you want to be first, but then now your system is known for failing. But obviously, it didn't hurt them too much because their sales are great. So yeah, well, it's just kind of weird. I mean, I mean, part of it was because I mean, but if, now that you think about it, it did get, help them get the leg up on Sony in a really huge way because. Sony came out second, and then they were so expensive that they just couldn't compete initially. Yeah, it's taken Sony this long to pretty much draw yeah. in. So it might have been the right move. I mean, they might have been right. Um, to uh, yeah, I, I think, I mean, just the, the fact that Sony is almost drawn even with them now, the, the year head start really helped Microsoft, because I think if they'd launched at the same time, I mean, it's yeah. hard to say what would have happened, but I think Sony would probably be in the lead. Well, yeah, because Sony was, Sony, I mean, they were the king. So, yeah. you know, I, mean, I think that was that was Microsoft's thing was just how to get it out. Yeah, we just got to get out there first. You know, I've wondered like what was so different about last gen that that there was such a rush to be first and this gen that rush isn't there. You know what I mean? Like I wonder what it is from a business perspective or what it, what it was about the the climate of gaming or whatever that that made, you know, that put a rush on it whereas in this gen there's not one. I think I don't know if I don't know what it was about last gen that made the rush, but the reason that this gen there isn't a rush is just because game it's so much more expensive. That's true, and they know yeah. that these companies can't sustain 
this kind of budgets and I mean game companies I mean they release one game and they're like well it didn't sell you know 500,000 copies the first day so we got to close down yeah so I, I also feel really like what it is. I also feel like it, it, don't you kind of find it interesting that it's like when the Wii was selling out it was like the Wii is the hottest shit for like two years it was like it was like this is the biggest freaking console everybody's playing a Wii everybody wants a Wii all this stuff and like it's all this news about this and yet, casually, the generation before, the PlayStation 3, I mean, the PlayStation 2's numbers stomp the Wii. Yeah. Like, it's not even Wii. it's not even close how, how many more PS2s were sold than Wii's. But nobody ever talked about it like that. Like, was it just it wasn't, because of the demand? The gimmick. Yeah, the gimmick. Okay, yeah. the gimmick. Because yeah. the demand for PS2s was high when it came out. Because remember, there was the huge shortage, and they only shipped, what, 500,000 um, to start with. And and without the mythical uh, casual gamer, yeah, the PS3 still, I mean, PS2 still dominated the Wii. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's I think kind I of read weird. that they say they expect to sell six million PS2s this year. Yeah, you know, so that's, people that's are still insane. The damn thing. Yeah. Well, no, GameStop still selling. GameStop keeps running specials on PS2s, and I've been like. The because I go to GameStop a lot, or at least I was for a couple months there doing all the trading and stuff. But maybe one out of every three GameStop visits, I would see people buying PS2s and like a big stack of wow. PS2 games. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so they sold 7.3 million last year. They expect that to drop to six million this year. <laughs> That's nuts. Wow. That's insane. Considering well, that, dude. like, the, the, there's only been like 25 or maybe 25 to 30 million 360 sold. Yeah, yeah, there's just some people that are just always behind a generation. They just pick up that stuff cheap. Yeah, you know? I, mean, I, I saw an, do it. I saw an interesting tweet too by uh, by Cliffy B. What's up, bitches, Cliffy B. Um, <laughs> Dude, huge. Dude, huge. <laughs> Dude, huge. But um, I saw a tweet from him today that I thought was interesting because he said that we're this console generation is unique because we're it's lasted for so long that portable graphics portable graphics are matching console graphics like infidelity like in visuals because this console generation has lasted so long portable gaming is catching up now and i thought that was interesting because i didn't i never really considered that and that's like yeah i think that's actually true or is that just because it because technology is just stepping on itself and is exponential in growth yeah but at the same time these machines came out in like 2005 which is yeah, but how long, was the, how long was the SNES around? Now, let's look. <laughs> how long was the PS1 around? You know what I mean? How long was the Nintendo around? I mean, I just think it was like technology wasn't there to be ramping up. I personally love this longer console cycle. Oh, I do too. I'm not complaining I mean, about yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know. But I'm just like, I think this is a great thing. And I could use, because I mean, how much further can they go, really? I mean, how much more yeah, uncanny dude. can the Valley get? Yeah. yeah, and speaking from like a monetary perspective, dude, I can barely afford to buy myself lunch. So the fact that I don't have to worry <laughs> about buying a new console like a year from now is a uh, load off my mind. Yeah. So the Super Nintendo came out in 1993. The GameCube came out uh, in 2001. So I guess that, yeah, that was eight years. Was so, it 1993? Yeah. It's, wow. On Wikipedia, it says it was in North America, it was the. August 23rd of 91. Yeah, because I remember, because I think Mario Kart came out in 93. What? So I was looking at Wikipedia also. What? I looked at a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, okay. I don't know. 
mean, it says right here, release date. Yeah, August 23rd, yeah, yeah. 1991. 1991. And it oh, discontinued in moron. Let's just forget what I was talking about. I was okay. looking at was Super Mario All-Stars. <laughs> 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 I don't even know how that happened. I never learned oh, to read, guys. Fine. That's a question. <laughs> you were trying to be totally serious. million? It. What a failure. <laughs> but yeah, so that, that's interesting. Well, no, and I, I wrote about this... Um, one of the posts I did that was like the gaming mysteries of 2011. Um, and one of them is when will the next consoles come out? And I want to know not so that I can be like, yeah, I want the new consoles. I just want to know that they're not coming until X year. Cause I just right. really want to enjoy, I feel like this console generation is really hitting its stride and last console generation hit its stride and then stopped. <laughs> yeah. And every time you start I mean, a new generation, you're going to have like two years of crappy games. You really like, just do. You know, the, the PS2, like, it kept going for a little while, and, and even the GameCube to a point, but I think the Xbox had the most sudden demise of a console that I've oh, ever yeah. seen. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, one day they were just like, it's like you go to the restaurant that you were going, oh, remember that restaurant we went to last week? Let's go there today. Oh, it's closed. What the hell? Yeah. You know, like, I mean, it was insane. Like, I don't like that. And I'm also the type of person, because it costs a lot more money, and then you have to, like, you know, buy all these new games and everything. When new consoles start coming out, I don't get excited. I get pissy. Yeah, you know, like when I was trying to choose if I wanted a PS3, a 360, or a Wii, I was just like, oh, God, I was like stressed out. I was researching it. I was like, oh, I don't know. I just, I just feel real aggravated. And I'm not happy about it. So, I'm a cheap bastard. So. <laughs> well, no, I mean, yeah, they, they're they get expensive, especially when you're looking at the PS3 to be six hundred dollars yeah. when it drops. I gotta yeah. keep justifying it to, to Markel too. You know, I was like, no, no, honey, this will be the last one. <laughs> yeah. You know. no, I hope it lasts for a little bit longer. Sure, well, till the PlayStation Nine comes out. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, moving along from the the console thing, there's one other thing we want to talk about before we went to the game. Um, looking at uh, one of the things that Mitch posted on Gamer Sushi this week that I just thought was an interesting topic of discussion, since we kind of already been talking about like the game industry at large, um, was the quote from Treyarch. It was their community manager. What was the deal, Mitch? Uh, he was giving an interview because the first Strike Map Pack came out. This week, I think. I don't know. I oh, don't I really realize it actually came out. Yeah, I think it came out this week. I don't really pay attention to Call of Duty DLC, so forgive me if I'm wrong. But he was giving a he was giving an interview, and at like the interview was basically like the standard boilerplate, like how do you keep a game alive in this competitive thing, which is such a dumb question to ask to Call of Duty developers, <laughs> but because <laughs> they all need to worry about that for now. But at the end of it, he's like, "So, what do you think is the biggest problem facing the gaming industry today?" And and the guy was just straight up was just like he's the community manager, so he was straight up just like angry fans who hate everything we do to try and innovate. They just want the same stuff over and over again. Sounds like someone had a rough Monday. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the quote now, and he says, um, "Let's see. Uh, I think he says I think the social culture of video games is moving in a more negative direction as technology and social media continues to grow, rather than growing it, growing with it. The trend seems to be devolving. More and more gamers seem to forget what this industry is all about." It's a creative industry, the most creative form of entertainment in existence. Existence. I put the wrong emphasis and the wrong syllable. Um, yeah, too many developers who try new things are getting burned by pundits and angry entitled fans who look to be contrarian, sometimes simply for the sake of being contrarian. And he says I don't that agree this. With that at all. So I, I have, I'm of yeah, two minds I was about, about to it. Say, okay, keep going. sorry, go ahead. Well, I'm of two minds about it. One, it's like I, I, I see what you're saying. Like it's a problem. Gamers are kind of whiny bitches. But on the other hand, this is coming from the developer that just released Call of Duty like one million. So uh, eight. 
Eight. Actually, I've Call of Duty Eight, which true, but when they tried to do different stuff, people were just like, "Oh, that was in Counter Strike," you know. They t- they tried to do something different for the franchise, and people were just like, "Oh, but the U- they- Counter Strike already did that," you know. So I think maybe maybe that's what he's talking about. Like, you know, even when they do try to do something different, people still bitch about it. And I, what I was saying about this during it, I was just trying to be contrarian. So, <laughs> well, no, sorry. I, I do I do think it's weird that he says that that is the biggest problem in gaming is negative Maybe in his day to day life. <laughs> yeah, I think as a community manager, obviously he would think that's the biggest problem in gaming. Yeah, exactly. Like, like he has know, to face that ask- every day. Like he wakes up and checks his Twitter feed, and he just says, "Oh, oh my God, Call of Duty," and like he just has to do that sort of stuff for like eight hours a day. Yeah, that that just depends on who you ask. Anthony, what's the biggest problem with gaming right now? Broken fucking consoles. (laughs) Mitch, what's the biggest problem with gaming? Games cost money. It's different for everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but okay, but seriously though, I feel like he's just he's just complaining because gamers are damp on in it. Well, no, because it's like yes, gamers complain about everything, but I feel like I don't feel like. People like the, your little picture here that you you said. The OMG, stop innovating! Like, <laughs> really? Are there people on forums being like, "Man, that game was really innovative." Sucked. Like, no, that's people don't people don't say that shit. Like, what do you say when when you want to say something is like really good? You say it's innovative and revolutionary. Yeah, you, you know, like that's like words that you that that gamers use uh, lovingly about properties, yeah. not like innovation fucking sucks like <laughs> yeah like what, they don't people don't people don't do that one of the biggest complaints people have if if like a sequel to a game oh assassin's creed brotherhood you know most the reviews were extremely positive but one of the few negative things that every review said was it's not as innovative as assassin's creed 2 like they expect every iteration to be just as innovative as the previous one just because the previous one was like you know this this really big jump you know? Right, so you can't have it both ways. You can't say exactly. people bitch because it's not innovative enough, and then people bitch because it's too innovative. <laughs> right? yeah. you can't. Well, that's what that's what he said in his interview. He's like, people are complaining because it's because developers want to try new things. Right, but I, I feel like yeah. I feel like he's drunk because I feel like <laughs> nobody's talking about that. I feel like the the biggest problem in gaming right now is that games aren't innovative enough. Oh, yeah, exactly. I, I feel like I go, on, I go on message boards and I go on Reddit and I go on all these places, and what are gamers who like actually like video games talking about? They're like, man, what happened to stories? What happened to first player, I mean, uh, to, uh, to st- single player campaigns? What happened to like new mechanics? What happened to uh, you know, all of this stuff? They're not saying, man, what happened to something some awesome game that i've never played anything like it before yeah because yeah. you know what people really hated portal i mean that was, it was <laughs> yeah, and limbo innovative with its portals hated it nobody bought it well that's right? why i'm not playing portal 2 man more portals right <laughs> yeah. who needs that shit <laughs> it's just aggravating well no and it ties into that because i did the post about the game dev bingo and when you look at the, it's like a bingo sheet that's like, you know, all the things that are cliche about gaming development, you know, and I was like, man, like it is pretty sad sometimes, you know, and, and I, I, I kind of moan about it a lot, but I still think it, it's a problem, you know, like where are some of the more innovative games and, you know, and it's interesting even thinking like what, you know, where's the innovation going to come from, you know, because you don't really see it that often. And this is kind of loosely 
is related, but it's it's interesting to think about like because every generation there's those games that they come and they kind of change the game a little bit, you know, um, that they bring something new to the table, and it's just funny like who would have thought that like after Gears of War we would have seen all those cover based shooters, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, they just make it's just funny to think about like well what's the next little innovation going to be that changes yeah, the like, game for everybody? And all the tower defense games that we saw, like especially downloadable, you know, like the PSN and XBL games. I'm like, all of a sudden, I never played a tower defense game before until this generation. And now, all of a sudden, I've played like 30 of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like enough with that shit. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. You know, I, I think, Nick, you're right that, that kind of the biggest problem with some of the gaming industry is just the lack of innovation. You know, you know it's funny. I was listening to the Chrono Cross soundtrack at work today. And uh, as I was listening to it, I was just like, I only played this game once. So I didn't really get through the replay of it. And, um, <laughs> But, like, I was, like, sitting there listening to the music, and I was, like, you know, remembering how much fun it was playing this game. And I was, like, will I ever play a game again, like, that, like, affected me as much as these old games that I did when I, that did when I was younger? You know no, what I mean? No, no. I was totally thinking about that the other day because I, um, I read an article that was talking about um, Square Enix lost 76 their, – their profits dropped 76%. Uh, yeah. And, That's what I was thinking about too, actually. No, and and I and it made me think about that because I was like, man, like, you know, and I don't want to. You know, I feel like I bag on them a lot, but it's just that, like, you know, I used to play these games that like really like meant something to me, and that sounds yeah. cheesy and stupid, but like I don't, I don't always do that anymore, hardly at all. You know, it used to be you saw a Square Enix, uh, you saw the Square Soft logo, and you knew you were getting a quality game. Yeah, you know, and yeah. now it's a crapshoot. You know? Yeah. Uh, a few podcasts ago, I sent, like, it was before the casting, I sent a thing that was like, man, I had really good taste when I was a kid. Yes, and it yeah. was like, it was like 12 SNES carts. I actually went through and I counted seven of them were Square games. Seven <laughs> yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, That's awesome. It, it, it's like, it was insane. Like, if you, like, good SNES games were probably made by Square or by Nintendo. Yeah. Okay, so think about okay, so the standard of excellence in the mid '90s. If you had to name the top two, it would be Nintendo and Square. I think. Yeah. What would you That's point definitely. at? What would you point at right now? Like this company is the standard of excellence in video games. Ooh. Blizzard, Blizzard and Valve. Blizzard and Valve. <laughs> I was gonna say Bioware and Valve. I hesitate on Bioware because a lot of their games ship buggy. That's true. You know, but they make good games. So, but I'd yeah, say they Valve. Can, dude. You know, but but okay, but here's the deal. But here's the deal. You you remember how you said it's like the way you felt like that's when true. The their Square games game make came me out. Feel that way exactly. Bioware games are, are games. Yeah, Bioware games are games where I'm like, okay, I I really want to sit down and I really want to play this game because it's probably going to do something awesome. Like I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna have a fun time. It's gonna be a great ride. You know, even like yeah, if, but like, if, don't you feel the same about StarCraft Two, but for different reasons? Well, yeah, I mean, StarCraft Two, I feel is like a totally different realm, and I know, and and I'm so excited about Diablo Three. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe I can kind of throw a Blizzard in there, but at the same time, like the second Half Life Three gets announced, the internet's going to explode. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. See, I would say like Bioware, and then for my second one, I I don't really know who I would say for my second one because I would think of like. Naughty Dog, but they're sort of like a one franchise. Yeah, exactly. Wanna, that's why. Wanna, that's why I, I wouldn't give it them. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't want to pick a one franchise developer, and you know, so I, I, the second one, I would. I have a really hard time picking uh, who the second one would be. You know, who Bungie. was it? Who was it last gen? 
would you say? Because yeah, mid nineties easily Square Enix and and Nintendo. I don't know about I don't even know about last gen. It might have still been Square Enix. Um, yeah, because I mean the Final Fantasy games were all still high quality. Yeah, well that was only that was only ten and twelve. And yeah, yeah. X two. They're still pretty good. Nintendo. Well, wouldn't, la- wouldn't last gen be Bungie? Like, wasn't last gen basically every other console, or at least yeah. Sony trying to put out their Halo? That's true. And it Nintendo was, uh, probably still. Last what about what about Team Ico for last gen? Uh, See, but they I only, know they like only made two games, games. Yeah. but like they were two of the best games of the gen. Like, I would say well, those are very art house though. Uh, yeah, Rockstar. Say Rockstar yeah. last gen. Okay. Rockstar easily. If, yes. And if LA Noir is as good as it looks like it might be, they could maybe start to work their way back up this gen. Because yeah, because Red Dead. Yeah, you'll have, you'll have forgiven them for Grand Theft Auto Four. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're not even making LA Noir. They're just publishing it. Really? Huh. Yeah, it's it's being made by a team in Australia called Team Bondi. But everyone thinks they're publishing it because they're a big name. I just thought I'd mention that. Well, forget Rockstar then. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> Even if they're tangentially to re- related to this game, I still can't forgive them. Speaking of Grand just, Theft Auto, Saints Row 3 is coming out later this year. That just got announced. I'm ridiculous. <laughs> I love that, that was such a joke. Yeah. It's like, speaking of Grand Theft Auto... A good version <laughs> of it's coming out. <laughs> 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 Saints Row Three because I I'm, love Saints Row Two. Oh, I, it, it made me upset that it was coming out this year. I mean, I'm excited, but it made me upset because I'm like, oh, another game in fall that I'm going to be buying. I have to finish up my backlog, man. Like I'm <laughs> motivated. <laughs> yeah, you're doing the backlog. Meanwhile, I'm doing my fourth Dead Space pl- two playthrough. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> right. crazy. Like, gotta get those chivos. Since I've been playing, well, until my PS3 broke, I was playing the the Lost and the Damned, and uh, I was really enjoying it a lot more than I did Grand Theft Auto 4. And I was, but I was also sitting. I just keep listening to the Vice City radio station on there, and I'm like, I really just wish they'd release Grand Theft Auto Vice City like a remake, like sort of like the way the Grand Theft Auto 4 was a remake of Grand Theft Auto 3. Um, you know, just where they redid Liberty City. I really want, like, I think Vice City was my favorite Grand Theft Auto game. Uh, Vice City was everybody's favorite. Like, if if they remade Vice City, like people would. Buy it in droves. I feel like, and I think the music is like eighty-five oh, yeah. percent of the reason. I mean, well, it, I feel like it was the best iteration. Like it was the, it, it was, was huge, size. but it wasn't too huge. It was goofy, but not too goofy. You know what I mean? Do, but it didn't have too much to do. Right. Like it, I feel like it was the it was the pinnacle of of sandbox games for that gen. Yeah. See, here's an here's another thing where I think Saints Row is better. Like the radio is so important to Grand Theft Auto, but in four it would it just wasn't even that great. I think Saints Row Two did radio better than Grand oh, Theft yeah. Auto. Oh yeah, Saints Row Two. The radio stations were awesome. Yeah. Yeah, because what happened is it, the, in Vice City and San Andreas they picked old music that everybody likes, and then they thought, hey, we pick awesome music. We're gonna pick modern music. And we're gonna tell you what you're gonna like tomorrow. <laughs> we were all like, hey, no fucking way. <laughs> I think my favorite radio station was um, the Vladivostok one. There was like some Ukrainian song I really liked, but other than that, I just put that shit on mute. Nice. I listened to the Electro Station. That was the best. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I think that about does it for the topics. And Nick, if you want to jump into your game, okay. So this week we're gonna play uh, fill in the blank. We haven't played fill in the blank since early December, so I felt like it would be good. Um, I'm gonna beat Anthony. I'm gonna beat Anthony this time. Just Anthony, I'm gonna really well. I'm actually gonna win this week. No, Mitch, you're gonna be real close, and then you're gonna screw it up like <laughs> you always do. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. Well, I said as much last week, so he's he's bang on. <laughs> <laughs> 
over um, over under on Mitch winning this week. Ooh, that's side right. bet under side, side bet. bet. Gonna, uh... No wait, push. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So we're gonna go. We have four topics to get through, and there's only three of you this week. So I guess Eddie will just get to go twice first. Whatever. It doesn't Yay. matter. Stop. That doesn't mean you're going to do better. No, it means right. I'm the best. That's Stop. why you picked me. So the first story is going to be about Killzone 3, or the first uh, phrase that you have to fill in the blank for. So there was a story on Kotaku where uh, uh, one of the one of the guys, one of the writers, or it was Brian Crescente. Yeah, yeah. It was Brian. Um, he talked about I said how, Brian like I know him. It was Brian. <laughs> it was Brian. He was my bro. You know, we hung out and had a beer, and then we it's played. Brian. The only reason I KC three, bro. <laughs> the, reason, the reason I didn't say his full name is because I don't know how to pronounce it. So I just it said Brian. Awful. It was Brian. It was Bry dog. Bry dog. <laughs> okay, so uh, it's a story where where Bry was playing some KZ three, and uh, and he talked about how it made him a believer in motion control because he played Killzone with the move controls. And he said that he ha- it actually worked for him. And then he posted this video where there's a mech sequence that I have to admit actually looked, it looked really, really cool, really freaking yeah. awesome, and actually kind of made me want to play it too. But, but that's not important right now. But we got to do we got to play the game. So the the phrase that you have to fill in the blank for is "Kill Zone Three with Move" is blank to the hardcore gamer. And I mean, you can kind of flub a little bit with the is and the two, but I mean, basically, it what is what does it mean or what is it or what is, you know what can it mean or whatever? I'm going so, first, right? And we're gonna start with Eddie. Okay, I raised my hand when I asked that. I don't know why. Here <laughs> <laughs> in my house by myself. You could have said nothing. We can't see you. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you could have let that one slide. I really could have, but too honest. But now we all know. Yeah. Well, that's why I post things on Facebook, like me locking myself out of my house when it's 20 degrees outside. <laughs> I laughed for like 10 minutes when I read that. <laughs> anyway. Secret. It's just because I don't like you. My word is relevant. Okay. Mitch? Promising. Anthony? Vexing. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. I see what you did there. Okay, I, I'm gonna. I, sorry, guys. I gotta go with Anthony on this because I like I like where he went with this. This game's rigged. You vexed me. <laughs> you vexed me. Yeah, there you go, uh, Anthony. Why is it vexing? Um, because um, as awesome as it may or may not be, um, we don't want to change what we're doing. We like what we're doing. You know, we we got this good thing going on, and um, even if the move controls are really really awesome, like at the end of the day, it's gonna be one of those like. I don't really want to change, and you know, no matter like I want to, I want to try it, but at the end of the day, I probably won't switch it for every single game. And you know, other games may not control as well because I'm sure you know Sony made sure they spent a good amount of time on working on the controls for this one. So it's just one of those like, yes, it might be cool for this one, but even if it's really awesome, I, I don't, I like what I got. I don't want to change. So the fact that you know, like maybe this might become a new thing where people want more motion controls and everything for their games and then maybe one day there are only motion controls for their games that's brings up some resentment it's terribly vexing i'm vexed (laughs) okay eddie and mitch from what it sounded like eddie you almost seemed more like you were thinking of the present and mitch is thinking towards the future so eddie do you want to take it and see why why is it relevant i say it's relevant just because like 
it's actually kind of some of the same vein that Anthony said that like like I think gamers don't want to change, they don't want to do whatever, but I think we also haven't played a game yet that where it clicks. You know I mean like we we haven't done it yet. Um and it's actually kind of crazy that we're how long into like the motion control thing and it and this is the first game I've read about where someone's like, no, this works. <laughs> you know, like it's a little disconcerting. It's taken four years, I guess. Um, right. But, but, I, mean, I think it, but I think it matters. I think it's relevant that there, that there can occasionally be a game that like, hey, no, like hardcore gamers, check this out on motion control. Like to me, that, that means something like that's important, you know, because mm-hmm. in the future there might. I don't think it'll ever replace, not for me, I would never replace motion control with the way I play games now. But it is promising that, like, oh, there there actually will be experiences occasionally that are enhanced by this and not just gimmicks. Because the mech thing looked really cool, actually. It made me actually want an entire mech game. Like, yeah. Mech yeah. Warrior 7 or whatever. Like uh, Steel Battalion. Yeah. yeah, but just done with move controls. Like, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Mitch, promising. Uh, well, since Eddie used promising in his answer and kind of summed up what I was thinking. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Man, that happens to no. you a lot, Mitch. We got to start letting yeah. Mitch go first. Yeah, Mitch first. Man, maybe if I had interesting answers, I can go first. No. <laughs> Don't get um, down on yourself. I'm, I'm crying now. You are aware. No, no, dude. I just think that, like, just the fact that it's, we're, we're finally getting to the point where, like, this started, like Eddie said, this started, this kind of stuff is starting to go on the upswing instead of just being like a stupid gimmick that we all laugh about while people try to match a controller. Like, now it's starting to become a viable way to play the games. Like, and the best thing about the move, and especially Killzone 3, is you can play it with the move or without the move. Like, I played the Killzone 3 beta today, and I'm pretty sure there was at least one person probably one person in the games I played who was using the move against everybody with the controllers. So the fact that you can have your choice and it is actually a viable choice makes me think that in the future, like this sort of stuff is going to be more than something that we laugh at. It's going to be actually something that we can use maybe ourselves, like seeing if we ever get away from the controller thing, maybe we can use it in future games and it won't just feel like a cheap cast off. That's why I said promising. Okay. I like that. I think, yeah, I think everyone had great answers. Uh, what I kind of wanted to add to that is that uh, what, what Eddie said is it uh, uh, kind of struck with me it, about the whole thing of like people have been doing it, but nobody, but then like when somebody does it right, it hits you in a certain way where you're like, oh, like I, I get it. And uh, for me, like, you know, with the DS, it's like it, it, at first it was never as gimmicky as move controls were, or at least yeah. it doesn't seem like it was as gimmicky. Um, but at the same time, it was like, I don't know about this. Like it works in certain applications, but is it going to work for real games? And there was some pretty cool stuff that it did, but nothing that really struck me until I played Elite Beat Agents. I knew and you were going to talk like, about that game. Right. Well, because it was like, it, it was like, <laughs> it was like, okay, this is the perfect platform for this game. No and other it, system could do this game right, yeah, as right. well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, it just, it, and it was addicting and it was amazing and I would not want to do it any other way. Like, and, 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 and so when you said it was like relevant, like, like, yeah, like, but it, what if it, what if it's cool experience every once in a while? Then I started to think like, oh, well, what if it, like, what if we get like a full met game where you can control everything that might be a fun experience. That doesn't mean that I have to convert my entire life over to motion control. So yeah. Well, I mean, even that magic game that they showed on the PS3 yeah. looked really cool. It did. Sorcery, yeah. Sorcery, yeah. 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 That was kind of neat. Okay, well, let's move on. 
the next story is about. Why has this become the PS3 cast? By the way, the I, I don't cast. know. <laughs> it's, this... the, it's the season of the PS3, man. Dude, 2011. Season of the PS3. The next two stories are about the PS3. <laughs> um, oh, so uh, Ubisoft is uh, releasing uh, trilogies on on disc of Splinter Cell and of Prince of Persia, all kind of redone in the HD PlayStation style, like they did with Sly and like they did with God of War. Um, so this is kind of becoming a thing now. And like we're, we might get the team Ico games later this year. Right. Oh, so it's like March or April. Right. So and metal gear eventually metal yep. gear eventually, which I'm really pumped. Up I've about. heard rumors of a final fantasy HD, which kind of makes me tingle. Oh Ooh. God. Ooh, shut serious? your mouth. Like, 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 I guess 10, maybe 10, two and 12. Oh, See, I was, only I was rumors. Less, excited. less excited. I'm less excited. <laughs> I want I, six, seven, and nine. No, I was more excited when I thought it was going to be everything. <laughs> like, like, well, do you remember when they did like, uh, God, what was it? They did four and four, four and, and Chrono Trigger and or Chrono Trigger and it was f- it was five and six it was Final Fantasy Anthology and four and Chrono Trigger Chrono Trigger Chronicles. Yeah. And How much would you people, pay for every single Final Fantasy bundled together in one HD game? Hundred dollars. I'd pay. I'd pay more. I'd pay two hundred dollars. Yeah, you know, I've actually had this dream of like a box set. <laughs> yes. Like, like the way, like where they like put like maybe Final Fantasy one, two, and three from the Nintendo on one disc, like you know, and maybe like snazz it up a little bit, and then four, five, and six, and then seven, eight, nine, and then ten, ten, two, and twelve on another one. God, that like, sounds that so like, awesome. That option. would be amazing. That would like, be like a year of gaming. <laughs> exactly. I was like. <laughs> Well, okay, we haven't guys. seen Anthony in six months. What happened? Well, the Final Fantasy box set came out. You know. Okay, we kind of just put the cart before the horse there a little bit because we had, <laughs> kind of had our conversation before the question. But <clears throat> so let, let's do the question now, and then we can kind of continue the conversation a little bit. Revolution. Uh, Sorry. Uh, Ubisoft re-releasing HD versions of their games is blank. Start with Mitch. Magical. Okay. <laughs> Anthony. Quintessential. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, <laughs> Eddie. Calvin Ball. Prophetic. Okay, Eddie, do you want to take it? Yeah, mainly just that uh, we're going to see other developers following suit on this, and it was actually cool because um, I thought it was really cool when Sony posted the thing about what it takes to make like a PSN port. Mm-hmm. Um, that is actually a lot trickier than people think. Um, but I still think we're going to see a lot more of this kind of stuff re-releases in HD. Um, and the part of the reason it's a prophetic, because it's a little bit ambiguous about like, you know, because I have mixed feelings about it. I mean, obviously I want, I keep talking about it, I want HD versions of all these games, but there aren't they charging like 40 bucks for each one of these, which I don't quite yes. know how I feel. I mean, there are old games and there are three of them. There are three. That's the thing for me. Is like, yeah, there's three of them, but to me, I was expecting still a little bit lower. Like, what if they were 30? So that's yeah. 10 a pop. I feel like yeah. that feels mm-hmm. right. And so, and that's why I said prophetic, because it's like, I feel like we're going to see a lot more and we're going to see a little bit of overpricing and, you know, for whatever. But I well, still didn't think God of cool. War do 40 for both for yeah. two games. Yeah. So, yeah. Mitch? Uh, I went with Magical because mm-hmm. I love. Splinter Cell, and I love Chaos Theory, and I never played any of the uh, Prince of Persia's, like the old ones, like Santa Time and stuff. Oh, so Santa this Time is, is a treat. 
Yeah, so this is an opportunity for me to play that on my current console without having to go track down a really old version or the version that they played on Life that wasn't actually anything. I don't know if you guys saw that post. I might have yes. just made a joke that nobody got. No, 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 no I saw yeah, it. I saw yeah. it. <laughs> so yeah, like Chaos Theory is one of my favorite games ever. I don't think yes. I ever let anybody know this, but I hundred percented every level in that game. Are you serious? Yes. Not surprised. Well, it's the game's awesome. Here's my question: Will the the Online? PS3 version? Yeah, will you be yeah, able to co-op? That's my question. Ah, uh, that's a good question. Because me and Jeff played co-op on the Xbox, because you could download it on the Xbox. Um, the Xbox originals, and me and Jeff played co-op, and the co-op in that game was so clever because if you talk too loud, the guards can hear you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, that's badass. <laughs> what if I actually get a PlayStation headset to play freaking Splinter Cell? That like, would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> he refused to do it for Little Big Planet too, but right, but for but for an Xbox game, an original <laughs> Xbox game, I'm like, yeah, sure, headset. <laughs> Chaos Theory is so good. I'm very oh, excited about an HD version of it. I've already bought it as an Xbox original. I might buy the disc again. I think you, are gonna, I think you are going to buy it again. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony? Uh, I said quintessential because yeah. this is this is necessary, man. We need to, like, have... Um, we Like, we need to... Exp- like, Mitch has not played Prince of Persia. I haven't played any of the Splinter Cells. Yeah. You know? Like, we need these. Like, th- this is something that gamers need. Like... Video games do such a shitty job of taking care of their history and their past franchises that, you know, I'm okay with it. Like, even if I personally would not buy, you know, the the ones that would come out. Like, I probably wouldn't buy the Prince of Persia one because I had the PS2 games and I played the hell out of them. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd already downloaded Sands of Time for the PSN. Yeah, that, I, I won't the be Warrior buying Within, it. Yeah, the Warrior Within was okay, and I really did like the Two Thrones a lot. Um, but the Splinter Cell one, eh, you know, maybe. God willing and the sly cooper one that's also one that's been on my radar for a little bit that if i ever get time i'll you know i want to buy that one too and the team eco for sure because i only played eco i didn't play shadow of the colossus yeah i was the other way around so i'm getting it you know what's scary about this like 10 years down the line we're gonna have like re-releases of call of duty (laughs) oh god are we (laughs) say such things stop it (laughs) the thing is i don't know if we will I mean, obviously there'll probably be some. It'll be like a 3D version or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I'm even okay with them. I would be okay with them putting like old old games and giving it to me in a format that I can play it on my current system. Yeah, like look Mario All Stars. Yeah, you know, like just 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 stuff like that. You know, you know, they, I don't even really like the HD thing is cool. But I mean, if they could do it in a way where it doesn't look terrible. Yeah. Um, exactly. Just, but on my HD TV, I would still be fine with just a straight port. You know, just like dude. And as long as I you make it cheap. Final, Final Fantasy VII and Metal Gear Solid on the PSN, they're their original resolutions, but I can play it on my TV. You yeah. know, without having to go hook up my, you know, my old PlayStation or having to do whatever or, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, it's right. Well, Symphony of the Night's the same way. Like yeah. you load it up and like it does the bring like the PlayStation load thing. Yeah. And I got to admit, I geeked out a lot the first time that ever happened because I'd forgotten that it did that. <laughs> um, and yeah. then it loads up the that like first FMV that looks terrible. Oh, and God. you're like, you're it's like, <laughs> you're like, this is real. Like this isn't just, this is the game playing yeah. on the hardware. Like it was awesome. And, and, yeah, like I, I want that for like I mean I know that a lot of this stuff's on the Wii and because I don't have a Wii, yeah. I'm missing out on it. But like a straight port where you do literally nothing except just give me the game of like Super Metroid on the 360, I would buy that. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I would just, uh, I, I would just buy that. I'm waiting for uh, Vagrant Story and Xenogears to come for the PSN. I never got to play Xenogears, and I never finished Vagrant Story. And when those come on the PSN, I mean, those are day one buys, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm with you. Okay, so let's go on to our next PlayStation 3 story. Um, so the next story, there, uh, it's been, it was a few places, but basically the story <laughs> says that PlayStation or Sony is going to soon allow us to save games to the cloud. The that, cloud. That then you can access from other places, I guess. So you'll you'll have your local save, but you'll also be able to put it on the cloud. So like, like with Anthony, like his system crashed. If he gets a refurbed one, he doesn't have his saved games. But if he saved them to the cloud, he would have all that stuff back again. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> I'm, I was trying to. I was trying to. Put no, it no, 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 no. It's because it, there was a guy on a there was a guy on a message board, and he said, "I don't see the benefit of this." And I explained what you just did, and then he shut up. So. <laughs> nice. So, uh, PS3 letting you save games to the cloud is Anthony. All right, I've got two for this. One is late, and <laughs> two. And this is the real one: is scrum diddly umptious. Oh, I like that. Late that was very funny. Okay, uh, I can't spell. Uh, Eddie, <laughs> were you trying to write, write down Scrum Diddly? Yeah, I write down everything. <laughs> <laughs> I said thought provoking. Okay, mm. that makes that provokes thoughts within me as well. Um, Mitch, uh, deceptive. Ooh. Oh. I think I'm going to go with Mitch on this yeah, one. I was going to say, I think you just stole it from me. Mitch, why is it deceptive? I win. Yay. <laughs> um, the reason it's deceptive is because like, it, it sounds like a great idea, and this is just me being a naysayer, but I used the PSN today to download the Killzone 3 beta, and it was a pain in the ass. I see. I hate, I hate using the PSN. It just feels like, it. we've said it before, but it feels like it very last gen in how it operates so i imagine it would be great i imagine the functionality of it would just be bass backwards right so you like the idea of it you just think the implementation sony's not going to be able to do it right yeah here's the thing though it's only going to be for psn plus so just throwing that out there yeah well no 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 i think that's a good thing i mean that thing that means that they'll do a better job you mean that it'll be the better part of the service, but anyway, it's adding value to it. Yeah. Yes. The, yeah, maybe, but I was still I was still turned off by using. Stop the, innovating, the, Sony. Great, trying to take care of the people that give you money. Sort of these fucking freeloaders. Pander to me, Sony. Ugh. Eddie, that's that's my answer. No, I just said thought provoking, pro- provoking, provoking, because um. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I just think it's I think it's intriguing. Like I think it's interesting um, because beyond like that kind of stuff, I'm I'm curious like what other like what other kinds of things you can do with the cloud and and console gaming. Um, I, I, make it rain, bitches. <laughs> like I can't really see a ton of benefits, but it's it all that sounds so future and fancy to me. But but yeah, I think it it, it could be very cool. Just because like right now, like I know with like Xbox Live, for instance. If you want to recover your gamer tag, that's a pain in the ass because it takes several right. minutes. If you want to get another, but if it's on a cloud and you just say, "Hey, I want to do this. I want to access it from here now," and it's like, mm-hmm. "Okay, sure." 
You know? Well, and also if you recover it on on a friend's system, then when you go back to your system, you have to recover it back to your system. Exactly. Yeah. And that's really annoying. But like, also the whole thing of like, um, I, Miles was over here the other day, and he was playing Brotherhood, and I have Brotherhood, and it would have been really cool cool if I could have just popped in my Brotherhood on his account, uh, and it would yeah. have brought up his saved game. I was like, that would have been just. That's yeah. one of the things that's annoying about this generation is you can't take a game over to your friend's house and be like, look what I unlocked. You know, let's play this together with all the things I've unlocked. You know what I mean? Like your friend has to come to your house. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, or unless you take it over on a, fa- on a flash drive. And even some games don't let you do that. And that's what was funny is like as, as, as old school or retro as like memory cards were, they were actually kind of useful because <laughs> you could just yeah. be like, yeah, let me pop everything yeah. I got on here and take it over. You yeah. Know? And you can't. It's, it's a lot more difficult to do that now. Well, yeah, because I want to say that I uh, I brought my memory card over to your house, Eddie, and I played Final Fantasy VII. Yes, on yeah, your you PlayStation with your with your copy of the game, but my saved game. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, and it's funny because now it'd be like it'd be like, oh, well, I didn't get all the unlockables. Okay, well, we'll just we'll buy them on D- with DLC. Like, <laughs> just, like, we'll buy exactly. Emerald Weapon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's the Knights of the Round materia? I'll just just buy it. It's, it's ninety nine cents right there. It's in the PSN store. You gotta go add. Yeah. You gotta go add. Build oh, your account. That is my nightmare. That would be terrible. <laughs> so Anthony, obviously, I think we know where you're going with this late because it could have helped you out. Yes, but the, yeah, late because it could have helped me out. And Scrum Diddlyumptious <laughs> because I think it's a fantastic idea because it also could have helped me out. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I don't, I don't see a downside to it. Like, it's just, it's, it's great. You know, why not do it? Because if they if they had done it, I would be able to, you know, just plug in a new hard drive and go from where I left off. But now I gotta spend the next seven to ten business days in uh in in agony, hoping that um I don't have to redo some of Demon Souls. Speaking of Demon Souls, they announced the sequel. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, did it do well enough? Spiritual spiritual successor. It's not a sequel. Oh yeah, that's true. They, they, I think there's some copyright thing or whatever. They yeah. said they're going to make it harder, which is yeah, kind I of heard exciting. that. It's kind of exciting. So. Okay, guys. So here's the last. I just heard break. someone singing. <laughs> yeah, they're doing "Power of Love" right now. Huey Lewis in the news. Nice. Um, nice. but yeah. So last story, and I, this is kind of just a silly story I threw on the end, just to kind of you know have a little fun, Good, fun way to end out the podcast. I, I read about a story. Uh, or a study, rather, that was done by... <laughs> you read by, about a story, okay. read about a story. I read about a study that was done by Continental Tire. Is this a story all about how your life got twisted turned upside down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to take a moment, just sit right there. Yeah, I love that you just jumped to the end. I felt like, I thought people were going to just do the whole thing, but then you boom, were just... Boom, da, dun, dun, dun. Sorry. <laughs> all right, back on topic. Cha-ching! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they did a little uh, a little study where they quizzed 2,000 people. Uh, half of them were gamers and half of them were not gamers between the ages of 17 and 39 on their driving habits. I love how gamers is like a definable thing. Can I sign up for that on my tax return? Like, yeah, claim, like, claim gamer status. So they did so they did the study and then based on these people's answers, I guess, they they have all this information. And what it found out is that gamers are in more accidents or stopped by the police more 
take more risks, uh, have more road rage, speed more, et cetera, et cetera. They're basically worse drivers that get in trouble a whole lot more. So the question is, the study about gamers being more dangerous drivers is, Eddie? A riot. Okay. Mitch? Sadly true. <laughs> Anthony? Duh. <laughs> Eddie, a riot? Yes. I just think it's hilarious because I'm going to be honest, I, and I'm an idiot, so I'm just going to preface this. <laughs> With anyone that knows me knows that I'm a moron, but I'm pretty good at Gran Turismo, and there have been times when I'm when I'm driving where I'm like I'm pretty good at driving because I'm pretty good at Gran Turismo. <laughs> <laughs> you know something? Yo, dog, I heard you like to drive. Yeah. <laughs> no, so like it was like last week, like seriously, last week because I've, I've been playing a ton of Gran Turismo lately, like every night. Um, <laughs> but last week, I was looking on my GPS to like find a turn for a place I was going to and I realized I was at the street and looked up and I like I did like a, a Gran Turismo maneuver like the braking and the turning and all that and like I didn't think about that as I did it but after I did it I was like yeah I, I'm pretty good at that <laughs> and I immediately thought of Gran Turismo again and I was like I'm the moron that that like does the stupid stuff because they think that they're pretty good at video games. <laughs> yeah, no. When I was a little kid, before I like could drive, and you know, before I was even close to driving, I would worry like, what if I can't? What if I'm not good at it? And then I would like, my my solace was, look how good I am at racing video games. Of course, I'm going to be able to drive. <laughs> like, that's what I told myself. And then seriously, like one time something happened where I was racer. <laughs> yeah, Ridge racer. And I was like driving down like a residential street, and this car like just backed out of a driveway, and literally it like it backed out right was when I was in front of it. So the only thing I could do was veer into somebody's yard, avoid their mailbox, or go around a car, and then get back onto the street. And I did it without even thinking. And then I was like, "Thank you, Grand Theft Auto." <laughs> Which is why it's a duh. Yes, Anthony. Yeah, exactly. Which is why it's a duh. Yeah. That Mitch. and also I sometimes oh. real quick, I sometimes have this thing where one time when I was playing when Grand Theft Auto three first came out, I was playing it and I would anytime I would see a fire truck, I would like stop what I was doing, even if I was on a mission, and like grab the fire truck and just go to town and like just ram in the cars and just have a good old time spraying people with a hose. And then I was on my way I think I was on my way to um to go see a movie or something like that. And um as I was driving down the street in real life, I saw a fire truck and I actually like sort of tensed up for a second, like, oh, there it is. And then I went, <laughs> oh my God, I need to stop playing video games. <laughs> so. And Mitch, it is sadly true. Yeah, I'm a, I'm an angry driver. I take risks. You're an I angry do dumb bird. stuff. Yeah. Man, like, I don't know what it is. I think it's just, like, the fact that driving in video games, you just get used to, like, everyone else moving the hell out of your way. Because, you, <laughs> like, you need to get someplace. And it's just, like, you're going to get there no matter what. And the AI better get out of your way. And I'm not saying that, you know, I drive over the sidewalk when, like, there's 20 cars at a stoplight. But, like, if I want to get 21. somewhere. There's 21. I'll, I'll think about it. But, like, when I want to get somewhere, dude, and I'm, like, just going along, and then I meet, like, slow traffic, I just, like, I slow down. I just start getting, like, really angry if people aren't going as fast as I want them to go. And I'm just, like, I need to get where I'm going. Don't you people get it? And I, like, yeah, I'm just, I'm a very bad driver in that respect. I believe in defensive driving, and I think the best defense is a good offense. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. there nice. you go. Uh, yeah, I'm with you guys. I, um, 
this happens to me when I play video games. The, the most recent one was uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. <laughs> That'll do it. Uh, uh, where you play it. Do you run right? away from cops? Is that what this is, that what this is going? <laughs> no. Do you chase down no. illegal street racers? <laughs> yes, it's that one. It's that you're driving, and you play the game, and then you're like, oh, man, I need to go get some food. So you hop in the car, and then you start driving, and you're like, man, I need to bust some people. So you like, <laughs> start running into people. But you're like, no, this is not a video game. Game. But like for a second there, you're like still in that mode. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I do. And it, yeah. it happens yeah. a lot. And the most recent one was Need for Speed Hopper Pursuit, which is extremely fun. If nobody's played it, you should you should play. I'm it. waiting for it to drop. I keep checking every every other day at the right. game. Yeah. 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 Be fun. When I said when I saw that fire truck, I swear to God, I almost went after it like I was going to jack it. <laughs> I was just like I literally was like, I I gotta not play that game anymore. Tampa man steals fire truck, <laughs> like <laughs> poses down police, says I want six stars. <laughs> yeah, and then they would blame it on video games, and they would be right. Yeah. They <laughs> All right, uh, I guess that's the end of our game. The end of the cast. Everybody did really well. I think, I think everybody's a winner. No, that's not right. Someone that's you have to declare it. Okay, change. Eddie and Anthony win, and Mitch lost. Yeah, I can live with that. No, no, solely. No, Mitch wins. I don't know. Jeff wins. I, here, I, you can think I, about I, it. You can think about it while we do our little outro here. <laughs> okay. Yeah, if you want to follow us, we're twitter.com/gamersushi. Be sure to rate and review the cast, and we will love you for it. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm twitter.com/eddierevis. I'm twitter.com slash Anthony Taylor underscore. I'm twitter.com slash mi7ch. I'm twitter.com slash Nick Camardo. Sweet, and thanks for listening, guys. And Nick, Nick the winner is? Mitch. Yay! Cast is over. Forget it. Now here's a little story. No, I mean, I mean, I mean over forever. I'm not coming back. <laughs> so the next cast is just me, Mitch, and Anthony. We're just people on top of my blind. <laughs>